Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregiver Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Girdar, your host for today's show sponsored by eCareDiary.com. November was Bladder Control Month. Today, we will talk about myths surrounding bladder leakage and treatments for the same. Our guest today is Jen Torborg, a licensed physical therapist. She is also the author of a pelvic floor physical therapy series, including three books, Your Best Pregnancy Ever, Your Best Body After Baby, and Your Pelvic Health Book. Jen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great to be here. I would like to begin by understanding from an expert's point of view. Um, I'm sure you've had multiple conversations with um, patients about this or, you know, just people about this. What you think are the biggest misconceptions about bladder leakage? Is it is it really a normal part of aging? <laughs> yeah, I get that question a lot. Um, many people, you know, when they finally come into my office, they'll say, well, I've been leaking for, you know, 20 plus years and I just didn't even know there was anything I could do about it. Um, so, yeah, it bladder leakage definitely happens as we age for various reasons, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's normal or that you have to deal with it. Just because something, something is, is common um, doesn't mean that it's like the healthy state of your body. So I think it's good to talk about because there are treatment options, um, including pelvic floor physical therapy, which is what I'll talk about today, um, and, and even other conservative options, uh, potentially for uh, people with like female body parts, a pessary could be a good option. Um, sometimes there are you know, medications or different things like that. So it doesn't always have to be a surgical route and it doesn't have to be that it's something you have to live with. Um, I find that many people often start heading to the bathroom very frequently or just buy a lot of depends. Or I do find sometimes people stick home and they don't go to the social activities they want to um, because they're fearful, fearful of leaking. Um, some reports say that over 50% of people who are 75 or older, uh, or 65 or older, I should say, will uh, have bladder incontinence, and that bladder incontinence is one of the leading causes of why people are admitted to nursing homes. So I definitely think it's worth talking about um, how leaking urine is very common as we age, but it doesn't have to be considered the norm, and if it's bothering you or someone you know, you might be able to see some help with physical therapy. So are there different types of bladder leakage, or um, does it kind of fall within one single category? That's a good question. Yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why someone might leak. The main types of things I see people in the clinic for are what we call stress incontinence or exertional incontinence. Um, and that is when you leak because there's a strong exertion on the bladder and pelvic floor, like a cough, a sneeze, laughing, um, standing up from a chair, uh, any kind of like exercise or physical activity. Those would be forms of stress incontinence. And that is treated a specific way about usually strengthening the pelvic floor or getting it coordinated with how to uh, contract when you're doing those activities. And then there's urge incontinence. So urge is you all of a sudden feel the strong urge and you have to go to the bathroom and you feel like you can't make it. You leak on your way to the bathroom or you leak when that urge comes on. So that type of incontinence is usually treated by really looking at your bladder habits. You know, how often are you going to the bathroom? Um, what are you drinking in between those times? Are you consuming any liquids that might be irritating to your bladder? Uh, and so it's a lot of habit-related 
ways of looking at it, as well as trying to suppress those urges or, you know, give your body some confidence that, like, if you have running water or uh, you arrive home from the store, that you're able to more calmly head to the bathroom without that urge controlling you. And then the third type of incontinence I sometimes see is functional incontinence. And that is where someone has difficulty making it to the bathroom because of their function. Like if they have difficulty with walking or balance, so they might have a hard time getting there quick enough. Um, they might have difficulty unbuttoning their pants or pulling them down or getting on or off the toilet. So sometimes that are strategies about how we can improve your general function or add devices to the home that would make it more helpful. And some people have a combination of all three of those. So what exactly is pelvic health physical therapy? Um, is it specifically to help with bladder leakage? Yeah, good question. So um, pelvic physical therapy is a specialty within the whole realm of physical therapy, which is, of course, very large and takes place in lots of different settings. Uh, a pelvic physical therapist is someone who would have their physical therapy degree and then go on to do further education about leakage, about prolapse, which is when like the organs start to come down a little bit, um, painful intercourse, uh, erectile dysfunction, uh, bowel issues, uh, pregnancy postpartum or pre and post pelvic surgery. So lots of different things that have to do just with the pelvic region of your body. Um, so yeah, if you go to a pelvic PT, it's, it's similar in some ways to going to any kind of physical therapist in typically an outpatient setting. Uh, where they're going to go through a really thorough evaluation with you, ask you about your medical history, your current symptoms, what your goals are. Um, they'll ask about your habits as they pertain to urinating, um, having bowel movements, what your hydration is like, what your activity level is like. And they would check out your general movement, how your spine, hips, and pelvis move. And then the one unique thing about pelvic floor PT that you probably won't see with another physical therapist is we might do an internal exam. It doesn't necessarily have to be something we do, but in order to better assess how your pelvic floor muscles are working, we may do an exam either vaginally or rectally to feel those muscles contract and relax. But there's a lot that can be done without doing that, so I always tell people don't let that scare you from going in. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, I mean, and then, so as I'm talking about this word pelvic floor a lot too, you might be wondering what I'm talking about. So let me explain that a bit. Um, the area from your pubic bone in the front of your body to your tailbone in the back and then your sit bones that you're on, that essentially is kind of the region where your pelvic floor is. And it wraps around the different openings down there. So um, more like female type body would be like your urethra, your vagina, and your anus. Like it would help control those areas. Um, otherwise, it could kind of be around the urethra in a male and the muscles follow the penis or around the anus. So Oftentimes, like if I'm telling someone to contract their pelvic floor, it's things like stopping the flow of urine or stopping from passing gas. Um, and then to relax the pelvic floor is just as important. So we don't want to squeeze and hold tension all the time, but being able to let go of those areas and feel them relax is also really important. So during an exam, we'd check out your contraction, your relaxation, um, what your endurance is like of those muscles and different things like that so that we could figure out um, how we could help you deal with the type of incontinence you have. So uh, what is the best way to find um, a pelvic physical therapist near you? Is it, do you typically go through your general doctor? Are they, um, you know, how do, how do you find, find one? Because I'm sure this is 
you know, this is this is kind of for someone who's not aware that you know there mm-hmm. are specialists who deal with this particular condition. What would what would you suggest is the best best way to find someone that's a good fit for you? Good question. Um, so talk with your doctor, right? You know, if you have a good relationship with your primary care provider, or you happen to have seen like a urologist or gynecologist or urogynecologist for some of these things, talk with your doctor and ask what are the pelvic PT options in your area? There's a good chance they might know who some of the options are. Um, and a lot of people, if, if you do happen to have like Medicare as an insurance, you'll probably require a doctor's referral for that. Um, so talking with your doctor is a great idea. There are a lot of online locators too. Um, so what you can do is type in Google um, APTA section on women's health. Um, which is recently now going to change its name to pelvic health. So this does include people who treat male incontinence too. Um, there's a PT locator that you can type in your zip code and see who's close to you. There's also um, pelvicrehab.com, and that includes PTs, OTs, and other professionals who work in pelvic as well. And then the third one I like to use too is uh, Pelvic Guru launched a website called Global Pelvic Health Alliance. And you can find all types of pelvic and medical um, fitness resources on there. So there's also some online ways that you can type in your zip code and see who pops up near you. Uh, In most states, in all states, I should say, you do have the right to go straight to a physical therapist. Um, However, certain insurances do require that you have your doctor's order, too. So if if you find a PT you want to work with, I encourage you to call that physical therapist, and they can always help you figure out the insurance side of it or referral side of it. For our last question, I just wanted your, um, if you could give us some numbers or an idea of how successful pelvic physical therapy is in treating bladder leakage completely when uh, is it completely treatable and how much of a role and how successful is this kind of measure that seniors or anyone else could take yeah yeah so uh, it's very successful there's a lot of different studies that uh, compare you know different types of incontinence and treatment protocols to see how they do Um, I've had clients who have full resolvement of symptoms, and then I've had some clients who, you know, hey, they maybe proved 50 or 75%, but that was significant for them, and they were happy. Um, One of the studies that I pulled up recently was a randomized control study where some women received pelvic PT, and then another group did not. They just received education only, but didn't go into appointments. And after three months, the women who had completed the pelvic physical therapy experienced 75% fewer leakage episodes compared with baseline. And at one year, this PT group maintains their previous improvement in leakage episodes and had significantly better results. Whereas the group that got the education only showed no improvement of their incontinence at three months and the number of leakage episodes actually increased after a year. So that to me definitely says consider trying pelvic PT if you're, if you're uh, experiencing some bladder leakage. Thank you so much, Jen. This is incredibly valuable. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, we've not touched upon this topic in a long time, and I think you've shed some very, very important, um, you've shed some light on some very important issues and um, current ways, especially, you know, the resources on how to find a therapist that could help you, help you out. So thank you so much for this. Um, I would You're love so to welcome. Our listeners to, yes, absolutely. And I wanted to also direct our listeners to your website for more resources. It's the Jen, uh, it's jentorborg.com, 
J-E-N-T-O-R-B-O-R-G. Um, I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal care diary tool. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare underscore diary. Thank you so much once again, Jen. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye.